This is Becca Brown. You're listening to episode 37. No, 38. You're listening to episode, I don't know, of the More Than Weight Loss podcast with Becca Brown. Welcome to the More Than Weight Loss podcast. I'm your host, Becca Brown. I'm a certified life coach and a certified nutrition coach. And I'm here to make your weight loss journey easier, more doable. Because why not? This is the podcast to listen to if you're a mom trying to lose weight. And especially if your mom trying to lose weight and you've tried before in the past and that's felt really hard. I'm going to teach you what you need to know from both the physiological side of things and the mindset side of things. Let's do it together. Okay, I figured it out. It's episode 39 and I'm glad you're here. <laughs> what we're going to do today is I want, and this is what I want to do. I want to start kind of a series not a series. When I see series on podcasts, sometimes I get a little bit like stressed out. Like, oh, no, you'll have series, you'll have episode one, two, three, four of this series, and I need to listen to all of them. And I don't know if I'm going to listen to all of them. So that's not what we're doing here. What I mean is, I um, want to, from time to time, have podcast episodes that are just me answering questions, your questions. But I haven't told you that yet. So you haven't asked me a ton of questions. And so this is me telling you that if you have a question, email me and I'll answer the question on the podcast. We'll do, I'm hoping to do an episode like this every so often. I'm not totally sure. But to fill in the blanks, since I haven't asked you for a question, you haven't given me one. I went to chat GPT to get some questions and I think they're good questions and I'm going to answer them because I certainly, in all my years of struggling to lose weight, I could have asked these questions and I wouldn't have had a clear answer. And it would would have been really helpful for me to know that, to know all of this. And so that's what we're going to do today is I'm going to, I'm going to answer questions that you haven't asked. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Okay. I'm just going to, I just have four questions and I'm just going to shoot. Okay. So the first question that chat GBT gave me. Chat GPT is amazing, right? I should probably be worried about it or nervous or scared. I guess I low-key am, but it's also an amazing resource. So the first question that Chat GPT gave me was, what is the best diet or eating plan for, a we- for effective w- weight loss? Okay, this is a good question, right? Let me answer it for you. And, well, let me answer it by first saying, I definitely spent many, many, many years thinking there was one best diet or eating plan that would for sure guarantee my results, my weight loss results, that I would be able to figure out what to eat and how much to eat and what kinds of foods to eat. And then I would just magically turn into the version of me with the body composition that I wanted to have, like, like clockwork. And it would be amazing. And I would feel amazing. And I would just, it would just be rainbows and butterflies. Listen, (laughs) I absolutely believe that there isn't one best diet or eating plan for effective weight loss. Let's break this down further. If you want to lose weight, you need to eat less calories than you burn. If there's ever a diet out there or a way of eating that results in someone losing weight, it's not magical. It's not because it targeted belly fat. It's not because it's increasing autophagy in your body. It's not because it's slowing your insulin response. You lose weight because your body is taking in more calories than your body requires to exist. 
Now, are there diets out there that can make you feel a little bit better along the way? Yeah, maybe. But even that I can't really answer because it's such a personal thing. Like I have a client right now and I look at her food logs and I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> she's not eating very many carbohydrates. Is she hungry? Like, how does she go up the stairs at night to go to bed? Like she, she must be so hungry. And then we get on the call and she's like, no, I'm totally fine. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Interesting. And I have to remind myself like, oh, just because I eat a certain way and it feels good to me and it feels good in my body doesn't mean that that is the answer for anyone else besides me. So that's actually what I do as a coach is I support my clients in finding their ways of eating that feel good to them and also give them the results that they want. So here's, here's the answer. The best diet or eating plan for a effective weight loss is one that you will adhere to. And I mean, I'm a little sad to say that that is the answer. There's no, no better way to eat. Now I will say there are some nuances when it comes to um, when it comes to macronutrients. So if you want to lose weight, because here's what happens. If you eat less calories than your body requires without paying attention to what you're eating, meaning how much protein, how many carbohydrates, and how much fat, well, then what happens is, is when your body loses weight, because when it releases weight, because you're eating at a calorie deficit, there you will lose muscle and you will lose fat okay if you're not paying attention now if you if you are paying attention and you're making sure that you're eating adequate protein then what happens is less of the weight that you lose will be muscle and more of the weight that you lose will be fat which is what we want right <laughs> no one is like i want to lose weight and is thinking i want to lose a ton of muscle no we want muscle for lots of reasons aesthetics function um, long, long, I'm trying to say long health, health throughout our life is what I'm trying to say. Um, so if you eat adequate protein for your, now I'm a little, is bias the right word here? I will say that I lift weights and I love it so much and I think it's so great and I could list the benefits. I think it's amazing. Do I think that everyone should do that? No, because I think people shouldn't do what they don't love to do. However, I will say that in your, um, in your efforts to lose weight, if you prioritize protein and lift weights, then even less of your, the weight that you lose will be muscle. So that's just kind of a little bit of a side note. Um, that being said, I think that people should eat in the way that they love, that supports their goals, and that makes them feel good and they're excited about and I think exercise is the same way. I think people should do whatever kind of exercise that supports their goals and that makes them feel good. So no best diet or eating plan for effective weight loss. The trick is get into a calorie deficit. Prioritize your protein so that the weight that you lose is fat because you do not want to lose muscle. Because if you're a woman and you're approaching... I think if you're listening to this, you're a woman. Not everyone will be approaching menopause like I am, but as I get closer to menopause, I'm like, we're going to need to keep as much muscle as possible. So I'm trying to build it now and then build the habits so that I can keep it long-term. So that's what I would um, recommend to people. But again, best diet or eating plan for effective weight loss, 
sorry to be the bearer of bad or really great news. There is no best one best diet or eating plan. The reason why you might be confused about this is because so much of what you see in the weight loss space online is very uh, deeply entangled with marketing lingo. Meaning people want to tell you that you're the answer to the problem that you're facing. They happen to have in their pocket and they are happy to sell it to you. (laughs) Their one plan, their one way of eating, their elimination of one uh, macronutrient group or another is the answer. And that's simply not true. It's, you can figure it out just by trying different ways of eating. Now, like I said, I have a client who just doesn't, she just doesn't really feel drawn to eat a lot of carbohydrates. And so I was like, Hey, do you want to try eating some carbs? Let's just see what happens. And she's just like, I really like eating this way. And I'm like, all right, who am I to, who am I to tell you that you're wrong? Cause you're not, you know, better for your body than me, certainly. And the same is true of you. You know, better for your body than anyone else. So find a way of eating that makes it relatively easy to stay in a calorie deficit and do that. String lots of those days together until you hit the goals that you have. And then meanwhile, strengthen a relationship you have with yourself and learn to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Learn to not uh, enjoy your food but don't give your job, your food the job of soothing you or making you feel better or distracting you or solving your boredom. And that will go a long way in you getting the results that you want from weight loss and keeping the results. Okay, question number two. How many calories should I consume daily to lose weight? Okay, so this is a perfect follow-on to the first question, because that's probably your next question if you heard what I just said. And here's the answer. If you want to know how many calories that you should lose weight, email me and I'll tell you. And by tell you, what I mean is I'll make an educated guess and give you a starting off point. So what you need to do in order to know, so if if we know that in order to lose weight, you just need to consume less calories than you burn. Well, the most important number we can find here is what is the number of calories that you're burning each day. Now there's, there's online calculators. You need to calculate your TDEE. I wonder if I could figure out what that stands for. And I won't be able to because I've hit record and now we're recording. And so only a portion of my brain lights up. Basically, it's what you need in order to exist. And so the amount of calories you need in order to exist. So we basically figure out your TDEE. Like I said, there's lots of calculators online. You can Google it. You can, I think TDEE.net is maybe one of them. And in there, you'll put, you'll put some details. You put your, um, whether you're male or female, you will put your age, you will put, um, your activity level, you will put your a guess at your body fat percentage. Now, if you were doing this and you were like, okay, so I, I used to do this when I realized that I thought macros were going to be the answer for me. And I was like, well, I don't have a macro coach and I don't really feel comfortable hiring one. So I'm going to figure this out myself. And I was so wrapped around the pole about trying to get it just right. 
was like, well, how will I know? And then that was when I ultimately um, paid for my first macro account because I was just like, I can't figure this out myself. Listen, you totally can. And if you hired a coach, it's just a guessing game. They're just making a very educated guess. So if you wanted to figure it out yourself, this is what you do. You go to tdee.net or you Google it and you figure out and you go, okay, I think, let's say you're wondering, like, I'm not really sure what my activity level is. I don't know. I mean, kind of I'm active, but then sometimes I'm not active or I have no idea what my body fat percentage is, for instance. So then what I would do if I were you in your shoes, I would go, okay, I'm either really active or just moderately active. And so then I would calculate it according to moderately active and write down the number. And I would calculate it according to highly or lightly active, whichever one. So whatever you think it is, put in both, write down both numbers, average it out. Body fat percentage, if you're a little bit confused, like I'm not totally sure what I am. You can look online, there's pictures, like estimate my body fat percentage and there'll be pictures like, oh, my body looks like that or my body looks like that. And that can be helpful. But again, whatever you think it might be, if you're like, well, I'm probably between here and here, then put in both, get a few measurements, average those out. And then what you do is you eat at those calories pretty closely for two weeks and track your weight and track your pants, how they fit, track your, maybe take your measurements around your waist, around your butt, around your hips, and just do it for two weeks and then take all those measurements again or weigh yourself. Well, this is a whole other question, but weigh yourself every day and then take the weekly average because our weight fluctuates for lots of different reasons that are not all directly related to the amount of fat on our body, which is what we're really trying to measure when we weigh ourselves. And so then if you are eating, if your weight has a downward trend, now again, there'll be days when you eat something super salty, or maybe you're going to start your period, or maybe you didn't get enough sleep, your weight is going to fluctuate because of that. So you want to get the average over a week. And if it's a downward trend, if it's going down, then you're in a calorie deficit. And if it's going up, (laughs) at the end of the week, the average is up, then you're not in a calorie deficit. And all that means is you just need to drop your calories a little bit lower. And people get kind of worked up over this, but like, it's just simple math. So that's how you do it is you take your best guess, you release yourself from the need to be perfect, which I don't know why that was my go to that was kind of just how I operated. Um, Just release yourself from that. I don't need to know. And the truth is, even a very educated coach, or a very experienced coach, I should say, would just take an educated guess and wouldn't really know either. So take an educated guess and then see what happens. And that's how you know how many calories you can consume daily to lose weight. Okay, question number four. What types of exercises or workouts are most effective for weight loss? Okay, I picked this question because it's a bit of a trick question. I don't actually think exercise or working out is very effective for weight loss. And let me give you a little bit of of a caveat with that. If you want to, now I've already talked at length about calories, but if you want to lose weight, then what you need to pay attention most of all to is your calories, is the amount of calories that you're taking in versus the amount of calories that your body needs in order to 
work, live, survive. Now, you can increase the amount of calories that your body will use each day with exercise, of course, but it's, it's not a huge, it's not a huge increase. Does that make sense? So I see, I, um, my Facebook page, no, my Facebook feed is the word I'm looking for. So I joined some, uh, like women's weight loss, calorie counting groups, just because I wanted to see kind of like, what are the questions? Well, first of all, I was like, well, I can, I can help. I've got some, I've got some knowledge. I can help people. But these groups are humongous. And anytime I come across a post, I'm like, well, there's, you know, 323 comments. So I don't think I'm going to add to that. But it's so interesting how many questions or posts that are put up that talk about what can I, what exercise can I do in order to lose weight? And I'm just like, it's just the wrong way. It's just not the most helpful way to look at it. You could, yes, you can, if you want to eat more, yes, you can move your body more, but you also run into potentially run into the challenge of like, let's say I say to myself, I want to eat a ton of food and I either want to lose weight or I don't want to gain weight. How can I do that? Well, if I went out and ran five miles every day, okay, I could eat more food. But what's interesting to notice for what I've noticed, I'm not necessarily saying this is across the board, this is going to happen, but you can kind of be wary of this. If I did that, I know that my hunger would then go through the roof. So I, so I, I'm basically not getting the outcome that I wanted. Right. And so this is the danger is if we just pay attention to moving our body a ton so that we can eat more, well then that's great. But then our body actually will be hungrier in response to that, which is great. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we want bodies that work the way that they're supposed to. We want bodies that when they um, put out a lot of calories, meaning like in a five mile run, that that body then signals, gives us signals that tell us to feed it. That's what we want. (laughs) We want a body that works. But it's way, way, way harder to um, basically to solve for the calorie deficit um, side of things just from exercise alone. Simply because as we, the things that we eat, like, let's see if I can speak about this intelligently. So for instance, let's say I go out and I, you know, run two miles. I don't know. Did I, did I burn maybe 250 calories? Maybe. I'm not really sure. I don't run. I used to, I don't run anymore. And I, I don't have a good feel for how many, how many, uh, calories are burned in that. But let's say it's 250. I just ran two miles. So it took me, you know, 30, 35, 40 minutes. I mean, with warm up, cool down, stretching, all that. It, t- it takes some time. Versus if I go in the kitchen and I scoop out some peanut butter and I eat it or I put it on a banana or I put it in a shake or something, in like one second, if I'm not careful, I can, I can, ha- I might have unwittingly or without really realizing added a good 250 calories more into that shake or that snack. So it's like you can be so careful about exercise in order to lose weight, but then your efforts can be just like completely wiped away in just five seconds 
in nutrition choices. So that's why I say what is most effective. If you want to lose weight, focus on your nutrition, focus on what you're eating, focus on getting in that calorie deficit. And then I'm certainly not anti-exercise. Of course, I work out six days a week. I love to exercise. I love it so much. I'm not trying to show off. I really do love it. (laughs) And I can say that and I'm so happy about that because for so many years I hated it so much because I was doing it to punish my body. And so I, I exercise because I love my body and I want to take care of myself and I want to take care of my joints and I want to build muscle that will allow me to do the things that I want to do for a long, long, long time. I, my exercise, except for a little manipulation of, um, cardio, which my cardio is walking, which I love so much. So yes, if I'm in a fat loss phase, will I maybe do a little bit more walking? Yes, but it's gentle and it's easy and it's not going to be the kind of thing that really ramps up my hunger. So what types of exercise or workouts are most effective for weight loss? kind of none of the above. However, I will say it's a similar answer. If we correct for the incorrectness of the question, which is like exercise doesn't really take care of weight loss. It's really your nutrition. But if you want to know what exercises or workouts are best in supporting you to, um, your goals, to, uh, reach your goals or to have the, to improve your health, if that's also a factor, well, for certain, the answer is the same, which is the best exercise or workout for you is the one that you'll stick to. It's one that you'll enjoy. It's one that you'll look forward to. It's one that you'll do without any drama. So what is that for you? And if you don't know the answer to that, if you do want to exercise, then start an experiment. I had a client and I, I said, she was like, well, should I, I have this protein powder. Should I take it? And I was like, Yeah. I mean, if you want to, protein powder can be great. Is there a time in your day where you feel really hungry? Would it be helpful to incorporate a snack? Protein powder can be a great snack. Um, if that works for you. And she was like, well, at first she was like, maybe in the morning between breakfast and lunch. And then later on in the call, she was like, actually I get super hungry at about four o'clock. And so then it's, it's very difficult for me to get home and like keep my head in line and get, you know, whatever healthy dinner that I've planned and kind of get that on the table without kind of losing it and just eating whatever in sight. I was like, okay, great. Try your snack at four o'clock or three or four, four thirty, whatever time. And just think of it as like this snack, this protein powder is your, it's auditioning for the role. Just try it. It, maybe it works for you, but don't, you don't have to decide like this is the thing and it's going to be perfect. You can just try it. And so you can approach your exercise the same way. I don't know what I like. For the longest time, I hated exercise because like I said, I was doing it in order to punish myself, in order to try to somehow make this body that I hated into the body that I wanted to have. It was so painful. (laughs) I hated it so much. The minute that I switched to like, I don't have to exercise, but I think I might want to. The, the minute that I went all in, I'm like, I can, from a nutrition standpoint, I can make changes to my body, not because I need to, not because it means that I'm going to be happier or better or more worthwhile or more worthy or more worthy of love in my relationship or in my family, but I can if I want to. It's just math. There's no drama. 
if I want to set my nutrition, set up my calorie calories in a way where I'm eating in a deficit. But also, I think I might be want to be the kind of person who exercises. I might want to, as I've watched a few of my grandparents at the end of their life, really go way down in terms of function. And some grandparents who kind of had a pretty tough go for not a short period of time at the end of their life. I've thought, boy, I really want to enjoy good health and to be strong and to be capable for most of my life. And I think that exercise might do that for me. So I don't need to do it. I shouldn't do it, but it might be really fun if I did. It might be really helpful. So then once I leaned into that, then I was able to find exercise, the exercise that I really liked to do. And it changed, it was like night and day experience for me, which I loved. So you can try to do that if you can't answer the question, what exercise do I like to do? It can also just be a walk. I love walking so much. My sister and I talk about that. I was like, I saw some people running. Can you believe they're running? Doesn't that sound terrible? Have they not considered a nice gentle walk. She's like, right. So whatever type of exercise is perfect for you is the one that you can stick to. Okay. How can hormonal changes that occur in my thirties affect weight loss? And what can I do to mitigate their impact on my efforts? This is a good question, right? It's very, well, let me say a couple things. Sometimes it's really easy to start making assumptions when you don't have the results that you want to have or you don't have the body that you want to have or your um, pants are getting tight, (laughs) something like that. It's very easy to start looking for the problem. Like what's the problem here? And I see just because of what I mentioned earlier, which like so much of um, what you see on social media these days is people saying, you have a problem and I have the answer right here and I will give it to you and I will become the expert in this answer and maybe even you can pay me and I will give you the answer. That is such a thing. (laughs) I can remember, this doesn't matter, I can remember being many years back and saying, oh, I think I found the answer. I don't even remember the specifics about the thing. But I was telling my sister and she was like totally skeptical. And she was like, what? Like, who is this guy? And what are, like, what are his credentials or something? And I was like, oh, he went to such and such. I got on the website and I looked up. He went to such and such um, university and he, and he majored in marketing. And she was like, um, is that not an answer? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's really interesting. I wasn't ready to see see it for what it was at that point. But now I look back and I was like, oh yeah, of course, of course he studied marketing and he had turned into some like hormone specialist or something. So let me just say it this way. We have to just be really aware of that being a thing. It's fine. We can figure it out, but be, and I'm not here to tell you that hormones are not a thing and that they're not, that there are not instances in which you paying attention to your hormones would be very helpful. But what I will say, and what I've noticed in myself and in others is the temptation when you don't have the body that you want, when you, when the results are not coming as quickly as you want them to, or as easily as you want them to, there can be a temptation to believe like, oh, there's something wrong with my body. 
it must be my hormones because I'm a woman. And every time I turn around, there's a women have problems with hormones and weight gain and cortisol and blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying that that's not a thing. What I'm here to tell you is that is not stop number one on the path to our getting the results that we want on the path to losing weight. It's not step one. It's like so many years. I'm like, well, there must be, I must be broken. There must be something wrong with me. Except I wasn't paying attention at all to the fact that I was eating way more calories than I needed many days of the week, many days of the month, many days of the week. I was, I was participating in like pretty good emotional eating and I was going unconscious. I couldn't even tell you how much I ate. And then my brain would tell me, the answer was not to stop emotional eating and give myself love and care and compassion and ask myself what I actually needed, not the, not to see the bottom of the bag of chocolate chips, but like, what do I actually need? What is, what do I actually feel like is missing in my life and my relationships? What, what do I need to hear? What do I want to feel to, you know, give myself credit? I didn't know that back then, but I just knew that something wasn't right. And I was afraid that the problem was me. And it felt useful to decide that probably it was hormones and that I could, I should probably optimize that in some way so that I could lose weight. But you see how we, that, (laughs) I, I don't know that I sound like this in real life, but I just have a lot to say in, in that whole experience that I just described. It's like, I jumped, I jumped over step one. Step one is what amount of calories does my body need? a day and how can I eat below that to to whatever percentage depending on how um ambitious <laughs> I wanted to get right I I didn't stop to go okay well my eating actually isn't really in control necessarily I was doing a lot of unconscious eating I was doing a lot of I've heard other people refer to as fog eating where I was eating to solve my emotions I remember back like in the early days of motherhood and my marriage and I'm just thinking, boy, this is not going the way that I thought it would. (laughs) And marriage is hard, right? And I would, I would rely on food to get me through that time. And that's okay. I want to go back in time to that version of me and give me a big hug because I didn't know what else to do. And I'm glad the food was there then. But it wasn't a hormone issue that was keeping me from having the body composition that I wanted. Or having the scale say the number that I wanted it to say. It was a thousand percent my eating. And so if this is a question for you, if you're wondering what are the hormonal, let me go back to the question, what hormonal changes that occur in my 30s affect weight loss and what can I do to mitigate their impact on my efforts? Well, I would say that there's, that step one is to not jump to the conclusion that there are hormonal changes that are going to be a problem. To be perfectly honest with you, we are all sold on this idea that in our 40s, our me- metabolism slows down. But I've actually read um, online in multiple places that actually scientists have studied and we can really expect those that slowdown of our metabolism to occur more in our 60s, not in our 40s, which is so interesting, right? I think that's the kind of thing that has, um, we believe it. And so then it happens. 
but it happens because there's a change in our activity level or there's a change in the amount of food we're eating, meaning the activity level goes down and the food that we're eating goes up. We just move less. Um, and again, I want to say, I'm not saying that hormonal changes or issues are not something to, that are not happening. They can be happening and they do to a certain portion of the population. What I'm saying is in order to answer this question, I would invite you to first put forth your efforts in planning your food according to a calorie deficit, then eating that plan, eating according to that plan, and then noticing what happens to your weight. It's like if we assume that there's going to be hormonal changes, it's going to assume that things are going to slow down. We're going to assume that some hormonal change in our 30s or in our 40s is going to make it harder for us to lose weight. I don't know. I just don't buy it for most of us. Because again, I thought that that for sure, I'm like, well, my hormones not must not be working. But I'm 41 and I'm in better shape than I've been in my entire life. <laughs> not that, again, it's not that this isn't a thing. It's just not step one. It, that's not the first stop on this whole, like, well, I'm not happy with my body. It must be my hormones. My body must be broken. No, I don't think so necessarily. Oftentimes, if we weigh more than we want to weigh, it means that our body isn't broken. It means that our body's working just right. If we haven't been paying attention to and being um, careful with what we're eating and planning according to our calorie needs that support the goals that we want to hit, and then following that plan to the letter, even when we don't want to, even when we have a day where we're bored or we're, re or we're restless or we're stressed out or we're anxious or whatever it is. So um, I will say sleep helps. As a side note, sleep always helps because there are some hormones in our body, ghrelin and leptin specifically, that um, one of those tells us when we're full and one of us, one of those tells us when we're hungry. I can't remember which one is which. Those are hormones. Don't get me wrong. Those are not hormones that naturally change with age in our 30s or in our 40s. But when we get adequate amounts of sleep, it allows those hormones to show up in the right, in, at the right time and kind of um, in the right way. Meaning they show up to tell us that we're full when we're actually full. And, and they show up to tell us when we're hungry, when we're actually hungry. So sleep can help. But that's just, that's just the one asterisk in this, in this answer. The best thing you can do in order to lose weight, because all of these questions have to deal with that. The best thing that you can do to lose weight is to, number one, be so, so nice to yourself. Try to find love and acceptance for yourself as you are and compassion and openness and acceptance for you as you are right now. I kind of want to do a podcast episode alone on this idea that like we all look back on pictures of ourselves back at like 18 or 20 or 25 or something and we all think, wow, I looked amazing, but I didn't feel like I looked amazing. I felt like I was fat. <laughs> and what that tells us is that Right now, we can't trust our brain to decide whether we are acceptable or not as we are. Because at 18 or at 20, when we thought we weren't acceptable, we actually were. And our brain was wrong about that. So is it possible that right now, when you hesitate to accept yourself as you are and find love 
and peace and joy in, in you as you are. And when your brain doesn't want to do that, it could also be another situation where your brain's just wrong about that. And interestingly enough, so many people I talk to, this is like, the response is always like, but if I find love for myself right now, then why would I ever change? As though the only way to change is through self-hatred, through complete dissatisfaction and rejection of yourself. What I will say to you, I've said many times, I'll say it again. If you want to make changes to, well, to anything, but we're talking about your body or what you eat or yourself. If you want to make changes, the best thing you can do is, is create positive, empowering emotions. So if I want to, let's say I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, the best thing I can do, because I know in order to lose 20 pounds, I'm going to have to do some things. I'm going to have to put on those, um, I'm going to have to plan some food. I'm going to have to, you know, manipulate a calorie deficit. I'm going to have to eat less than I've been eating. I'm going to have to maybe plan some things in advance. Maybe I'm going to do some meal prep. I'm going to have to put on my shoes and go walking. But it's so much easier to put on my shoes and head out the door when I feel love and gratitude and peace with myself versus when I feel ashamed of my body or disappointed or dejected or when I just feel disgust. I could keep going. There's lots of different feelings. But those feelings make it harder to do those things. It makes it harder to go plan meals, to go chop those veggies for dinner, to get the meat out of the freezer and put it in the marinade on time. Those things aren't necessarily that easy to do, but they are way easier to do when, I, when I'm feeling love and peace and acceptance and gratitude for what I do have. Gratitude for my body as it is. No matter the size, my body has always been able to walk me up the stairs. I'm, I'm very grateful to my body for that. And when I tell my body to lay in bed and go to sleep, mostly it does. And when I tell my body to wake up, mostly it does. When I tell my body to walk into the kitchen or carry the laundry out to the garage and start a load, it does. So can, can you find positive emotions about your body, the self-love and the self-acceptance to make it easier to do those things that will create weight loss? It's not necessarily an easy way only because it's probably go, it probably goes against everything we, we've all tried for so many years. But finding love and acceptance and gratitude and joy and peace in your own body is step one. Step two is calorie deficit. And what goes into that is planning your food and following the plan, noticing when you don't want to. And if you slip up, again, more love, self-acceptance, and just on and on and on. And you string together a bunch of those days where you're doing that most of the time, you lose weight. You'll lose weight. And then once you lose weight, the beautiful thing is you've been practicing self-love and acceptance the whole time. So when you do lose weight, instead of deciding like, wait, I thought I want to lose 20 pounds and I lost 20 pounds and my cellulite's not gone away and now I'm, I have more wrinkles. And then you just find more ways to hate yourself. That's not the way it is. If you've been practicing the self-love and acceptance. That's what you do. That's my answer. Do you have any questions? <laughs> Calorie deficit and love yourself. Accept yourself as you are. And then you don't need to lose weight in order to love you. You don't need to lose weight in order to accept yourself. 
You don't need to lose weight in order for you to be worthy and valuable. You don't. But once you decide you're worthy and you're valuable, once you decide that you're amazing and your body is something to be grateful for, well, then if you want to lose weight just because it's fun, which listen, it is fun. It's fun to open your closet doors and just decide what you want to wear, not based on what fits, just based on what you want to wear. It's really fun. So that's all possible for you. Okay. If you have questions, don't make me continue to um, depend on chat GPT. Okay. You can email me and I'll keep it anonymous. Of course, if you want, um, my email address is hello at Brown.com and we'll talk soon.